Hi everyone, welcome to Elevate the Day. My name is Jennifer Cavello, and I'll be your host for this weekly podcast where I share my walk with God, the lessons he's teaching me, and how my life has been transformed because of my personal relationship with him through his son, Jesus. I talk about this amazing transformation in my latest book, Finding God, Finding Me. And you can pick up a copy today on Amazon or on my website, jennifercavello.com. We're in season four of Elevate the Day, and the theme is, Who is God? If you've always wanted to get a better understanding of who your Father in Heaven is, then you're in the right place. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Elevate the Day. You know, for the past few weeks, I've been sharing some facts about who God is, and I hope that you have been able to see that our Father in Heaven is pretty amazing. I mean, really, God is so good. And today I'm going to finish up the season. I I know it was a little bit short, but I have some exciting news to share about Elevate the Day, which I'll tell you about at the end of today's show. So before I begin today's show, let's open up in prayer. Father God, you are so good. You are so good to your children. We thank you for your mercy, your grace, and your love, which you pour out to each and every one of us every day. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness of our sins, for the awesome privilege we have as believers to come before you, talk to you anytime we want, and know that you hear us. I pray, Lord, that fresh revelation come to each and every person listening today, and that your spirit reveals your love and mercy for them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So many of you know that I write a blog every Sunday morning, and in these posts, I share some personal story of my life for the week and how the hand of God touched me in some way, whether it was a blessing or a lesson learned or a bit of correction so that I get back on track and into his will for my life. And I mean, that's really what a walk with God is all about, getting closer to him asking for and receiving his blessings, and welcoming that little bit of conviction and correction that he lovingly provides us so that we can live our best lives, the life that he predestined and purposed for us to live. But how do we do this? Well, we always have to start with his word, right? The Bible. If we want to truly know who God is, what his will is for us, then we have to go to his word. There's really no other way around it. Oh, sure, we we can listen to preachers and teachers and, and we can do Bible studies and go to church. This is all good. This is all really, really good. And I want to encourage you to do each and every one of these things. But until we develop our own relationship with God through his son, Jesus, well, We're just not going to know who he is for ourselves. We can't borrow someone else's faith. We can't borrow someone else's relationship with Jesus. It just doesn't work that way. Let's think about that for a minute with a simple example. So let's say that I know someone that you want to meet. 
this person has a job opening or maybe a place for you to live. They have some blessing for you and you want to take advantage of it. Well, if you don't know me, then odds are you're not getting introduced to that person. You won't be able to get the blessings that that person has unless you know me. It's the same way with Jesus. Unless you know him for yourself, you won't get all the blessings, all the revelation, all the great stuff he has in store for you. It takes stepping out in faith, doesn't it? It takes commitment. It takes patience and perseverance. But doesn't any relationship? Did you just automatically develop a deep personal relationship with your best friend, your loved ones, your spouse? Or was it a gradual thing? Was it a process of getting to know them a little bit at a time? It certainly wasn't overnight, right? So about 10 or so years ago, God started to tug at me. At first, it was little things. Somehow, and I still don't know how this happened, I fell upon a TV preacher, Joyce Meyer. And I started to watch her show every morning while I was working out on my treadmill. Now, if you're not familiar with her, I highly recommend you seek her out. First, she's just about the most down-to-earth person as they come. She's really funny. (laughs) She's real. She's honest and authentic in her walk with God. And she knows the word. The next thing is I started reading my Bible pretty regularly. I would journal about what I read. Then I started to attend a couple of Bible studies. They were good, but they just really left me wanting to know more. I wanted to know the details. I wanted to know the nitty gritty of the people in the Bible. I wanted to know who God was, who I was. I wanted to know how God sees me and and what does God want for me and my life and my kids' lives. I had tons of questions. But I didn't want to learn from just anyone. I wanted to learn from someone who knew what they were talking about. I wanted to learn from someone who could translate the Bible into something that I could incorporate into my daily life. And that's what led me to my local church, where after one evening of a Bible college class, I not only signed up to pursue a four-year degree in theology, but I joined the church too. (laughs) And because of that, today I am surrounded by scholarly people who know God's word, who love God, who are mighty men and women of God. They're prayer warriors and They're really just the best kind of people you want to meet. And if you don't have a local church to go to, I want to invite you to mine. If you're local to Norwalk, Connecticut, it's called Word Alive Church, and it's really fantastic. So just Google it, Word Alive Church in Norwalk, Connecticut, and you'll get lots of information. And join me every Sunday. We've got online services, and they're really fantastic. But really what I want to get across to you here is that my life has been transformed, completely turned around, not by my power. No way. I was drowning. Um, And if you read my book, Finding God, Finding Me, you know all about the many pits that I've been in in my life. 
But God himself reached out his merciful, loving, forgiving hand to me, and he scooped me up in his arms and called me his own. That's who God is. That's what he wants to do for all of his kids. That's what he wants to do for you. You know, the other day I heard a definition of trust that has stuck with me all week. It was in a daily video devotional by Ron Carpenter. By the way, if you haven't checked these out, I highly recommend them. They're like little snacks of God every day. I love them, and I'm sure you will too. But anyway, he defined trust as repeated reality. Repeated reality. Trust is built and deepened in someone or something when they do the same thing over and over and over again. Like when that coworker brings you a cup of coffee every day at three o'clock, or when that friend brings you dinner every Friday night, or when your spouse takes out the garbage without saying a word. Repeated realities. That's what God does. He is the perfect definition of repeated realities. Over and over and over again in the Bible, we read stories of all the people he saved in some way or another. Like Noah and his family were saved in the ark. Jonah was saved from the belly of the whale. Moses and the Israelites were saved from the Egyptians. David was saved from Goliath. Daniel and his buddies were saved from the fiery furnace. Job was completely restored after his family, his wealth. Everything he had was destroyed. Lepers were healed. Blind people had their vision restored. Lazarus was raised from the dead. The apostle Peter's mother-in-law was healed. A woman who was bleeding for decades was healed. And of course, all of this led to the biggest and most amazing reality, a mighty move of God, Jesus, his son, who was crucified, died on a cross, was buried, spent three days in hell, three days in hell, people, fighting off Satan and his demons, separated from his father. He was in the pit of hell for us so that you and I could have this one-on-one -on -one relationship with God his Father, so that we could be restored and be given eternal life in heaven. Jesus was raised from the dead, raised out of the pit of hell, back to life, and today he lives and reigns on the throne, right next to his Father, back where he belongs. God fulfilled his biggest promise to his children, by sending his one and only son for us so that we could be forgiven, so we could have eternal life. That's who God is. God repeats himself all the time. Every day the sun comes up. Every night the sun goes down. The net net of all of this is God is who he says he is, and he does what he says he will do. And his word, the Bible, is proof positive of all of this. God's word was written down so that we could read it. And we read it so that we can speak it. And we speak it because it's truth. And because we want all those same repeated realities to be our realities, don't we? 
Don't you want to be healed? Don't you want to be out of debt? Don't you want to be strong and courageous? Don't you want to find your purpose? Don't you want to be forgiven? Don't you want answers to all those deep, scary questions you have tucked away in your heart? I sure did. I sure did. Now, you may be saying to yourself, well, the Bible is kind of hard to read, Jen. All those thou's and thus saith the Lord. I don't understand it. Plus, it's a really big book. It's like thousands of pages, Jennifer. Who has time for that? I hear you. I hear you. It is a big book. And it can be tough to understand. And it does take time to read it. But now I'm going to be a little bit of a mom right now. I might be a little stern, but take it as a loving conviction for you. Don't you read other big books? If your boss told you to read War and Peace and give him a report on it, would you say, it's too long. It'll take me forever. I don't understand it. I don't want to. Um, you sure wouldn't. <laughs> Why? Well, because your job depends on it, right? If your boss told you to do something or you'd lose your job if you didn't do it, you'd do it. What if your child was sick with some rare disease? Would you spend time researching everything you could so that you would learn how to take care of them? Would you want to know as much as you could so that you could understand what the doctors were saying and doing and be able to ask relevant questions on their treatment? Of course you would. Of course you would. But yet when it comes to reading the Bible, we fall back on that same old excuse. It's too hard. It's too confusing. It takes too much time. If I told you that the answers to all of your problems, your kids' problems, your job issues, your illnesses were in between the pages of the Bible, you're telling me you wouldn't want to open it up and read it? You sure would. And if I told you that eternal life in heaven was in between the pages of the Bible, you're telling me that you would say, nah, thanks a lot, Jen, but I think I'll pass. Um, I really don't think you would. I really don't think you would. You know, when I was growing up, the only Bible I had access to was the family Bible. It, it sat on the piano or, you know, some other table in our living room. It was rarely opened except to record a birth or a death or someone's marriage, right? Every week it was dusted off and placed right back in its spot. The few times I did open it, I was like, what? <laughs> so like you, I got hung up on the these and the thous, and I would just glance at the pictures. But today, 2021, there are so many translations of the Bible that the only way you won't understand it is if you simply don't open it up or if you don't read it. Now, I've heard about a, a new translation of the Bible. It's called the Passion Translation. Now, this is written in everyday language, and I'm told it's pretty darn close to the original, so you're still getting the truth. Also, there's a bazillion Bible apps available and YouTube videos that explain the stories and meanings of these precious words. What I'm saying to you is there's really no excuse anymore. Everyone has 90 seconds to listen to a devotional teaching. Everyone has five minutes 
to watch a YouTube Bible teaching. Everyone's got 30 minutes to watch a TV preacher teach on healing or forgiveness or faith. I guarantee you, after a very short time, that 90-second devotional and that five-minute teaching, and maybe even that 30-minute preaching won't be enough for you. You're going to want to know more because that's how great God is. You can't just get a little taste and be satisfied. You'll want the full meal. You may even want a seven-course meal. Who knows? <laughs> maybe you'll be enrolling in Bible college like me. If you do, I want to hear about it. So today I want to leave you with only one Bible verse, which speaks to the importance of knowing, reading, and speaking the Word of God. I'm going to read it in three different translations so you can get a sense of what each of them are like. The first one is the New King James Version, which is a revised version of the King James ver Version. That's the one that's got the these and the thous. Ready? So it's from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Here we go. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Next, I want to read that same verse from the Amplified Version, which is just that. It's um, amplified, meaning that it expands upon some of the verbiage to give additional meaning. Are you ready? All scripture is God-breathed, given by divine inspiration, and is profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction of error and restoration to obedience, for training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage, so that the man of God may be complete and proficient, outfitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. And here's the Passion Translation. That's the, the new one I just talked about. Every scripture has been written by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Then you will be God's servant, fully mature and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. Now, I just read three different translations of one verse. Which one did you like the most? Which one resonated with you more? You know, as long as you're reading a legitimate translation of the Bible, it doesn't matter which one you read. Get a translation that makes sense for you. Get a translation that you will read and be able to speak every day. God's word does not return void, as it says in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. What does that mean? It means when you speak God's word in faith, you will have what he says you will have. You will see his promises in your life. You will see for yourself who God is. I pray that you do. 
because God is pretty amazing. So as I said in the beginning of the show, I have a big announcement. Starting next week, I will be joined by Reverend Karen Salisbury on the Elevate the Day podcast. I am super excited about this. Karen has been a frequent guest, and I always get such great feedback about our shows together. She's a great teacher of God's word, and she makes it so easy for everyone to understand it and apply it to their everyday life. I hope you'll tune in, and I hope you'll share the podcast with your friends and your loved ones, because it's really going to be great. We've got a whole season of different topics that will help you understand God's word and help you to live your life in victory. So until next week, may God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. Until next time, have a blessed day, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Elevate the Day. It's my fervent prayer that the messages you hear will reveal God's unconditional love for you and that through a relationship with his son, Jesus, you can walk in victory every day of your life. If you've never accepted Jesus into your heart and into your life, I invite you to say this prayer with me. The Bible tells us that when we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer, then I would like to send you a great book to help you in your faith. It's called My New Life in Jesus and it was written by the pastor of my church. If you want a copy, just email me at jc at jennifercavello.com and I'll send it to you for free. Be sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter and follow Elevate the Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I welcome your feedback and ideas for future shows as well as suggestions for guests. Just go to my website, jennifercavello.com to email me. Have a blessed day.